I'm Elia Hubbard for the Beirut Banyan. It's Sunday and I'm sitting in Martyr Square. I go into the Azariya building courtyard where it's a bit more quiet on a bench to interview Joel. If you could please provide me with your name, age and profession. Uh, I'm Joel Asaf, I'm 24 and I work in advocacy uh, in the Bekaa Valley. Okay, Joel, what brings you here today? I think that it's pretty self-explanatory, my love for the country and the rights we're all uh, asking for that we should have for years that we don't have yet and the fact that we need our government to uh, take responsibility for the years of corruption, for the years of misery that we've been through and it's time for us to demand this right and to demand them to step down and to ask for a group of people, independent or not, to actually work the way they should be working in a government. What do you uh, want exactly from the new cabinet that's going to be formed? At this point, I think that I need a cabinet that at least can work together, people that can actually work together for the country or not for their political parties or for the people that necessarily voted directly for them. I might not have voted for a specific deputy that became a minister or that asked for someone to become a minister, but at this point, they should be working for the country and not for their political parties and for the members of their political parties. So at this point, what I meant by independent or not is whoever is going to be assigned, I want to be able to uh, monitor what they're actually doing to evaluate their work as a citizen. Based on that, decide whether I want to vote for them again or not. So I'm guessing monitoring as citizens, the way we understand it in this current uh, system, should be done by the parliament, our representatives, to monitor the action of the government. Would early elections be something that you're asking for or it's not really a priority for now? I definitely think that early elections are important and it's something that I'm asking for. Something else I'm asking for uh, today is, for example, Hadida decided to remove uh, the Ministry of Information, part of the suggestion that he gave. This is something really bad because the Ministry of Information is supposed to give us everything, all the information that is supposed to uh, circulate inside the parliament. We should have, we should be able to get all information that they, all things that they actually discuss, we should be able to uh, to get. I can't necessarily uh, go to Parliament every time they have a jalsi. Technically, it's my right to do it, but not all citizens can just take a day off or uh, leave their jobs to do that. And they're not even letting us do it in the first place. So I think that the Ministry of Information should definitely not be removed and should do the job of an actual Ministry of Information. Having said that, I would want to know your opinion on the slogan that is being put forth and that is What does that mean to you? It means that none of them uh, is actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're all putting the false uh, on other people. Every person inside the government is saying we're trying but they're not letting us. And another party is saying exactly the same thing. So clearly you guys are not being able to work together so just step down at this point it's not a matter of a specific political party at this point no one is able to work 
maybe they're right maybe they're not being able to to work together that could be it i have no idea at this point i don't care i just want to give the chance to other people who might be able to work uh, together ideally i wouldn't want to have political parties inside the new government but then i think that this is very uh, utopic at this point so as long as i have actual ministers who are actually doing their jobs and who knows what they're actually doing and who are experts in the field then be it let them try and uh, and based on uh, their performance we will judge as the citizen because this is our right and our duty to do it okay so joel since you're also talking about monitoring the actions how about media how do you describe your news consumption where do you read your news whether it's social media or through traditional mainstream news can you describe that for me i think that the lebanese media the local media is not not doing the job that they should be doing i do understand that we have a lot of constraints in terms of censorship in terms of being able to access uh, specific information but at the same time the fact that most of the media outlets are politicized and are owned by political parties we cannot have the actual information that is being circulated so everything is biased basically in lebanon uh, the media is one of the most biased and corrupted uh, parties because at the end of the day if the government is party is is biased and corrupted and they own the media then <laughs> there's not much we can do So how do you counter that from your side when you receive news whether through apps through WhatsApp on social media how do you know if this is fake news or actual news I try as much as I can to cross check the information that we receive there is a lot of WhatsApp groups that were created it's been a couple of years uh, since municipal elections where a lot of people work together to actually do specific events like discussions So I I think that it's just common sense uh, most of the time and cross checking even with uh, with people from different political parties you know uh, whenever there's a news about something that the Lebanese forces said for example I mean we all know people from Lebanese forces from the from the Hezbollah from uh, Harakat Amal you know. Lebanon is a small country so asking uh, directly to someone who's part of the political uh, group or uh, who's close to them to try to cross check uh, the information. So you mentioned that you are part of some WhatsApp groups that were formed years ago part of the municipal action for the elections back then. So it seems that you have been politically active for a while. Is there anything by your experience now that makes this a uh, revolt different from the ones before this revolution or this intifada is not is not something that's organized people basically decided to go down in the street it started as a very chaotic thing and actually it started uh, with mostly people from uh, Hezbollah and Harakat Amal people just started going because we all agree on the fact that the situation in which we live is horrible I have a roof uh, under which I can sleep every day. I have a salary. Uh, I have parents who can support me, but at the same time, uh, it doesn't excuse the fact that at the end of the day, at the end of the month, we pay uh, two bills for the electricity we shouldn't be doing. We buy water which we shouldn't be doing. Uh, we live in a polluted country. We can't have access to the sea in Beirut because it's uh, it's disgusting. There's a lot of thing we're actually lacking. I don't know if tomorrow morning I will lose my job because of the whole economic crisis and if I do lose my job then I have no idea how I'm going to be able to sustain myself 
So yes, some people are more lucky than others, but it doesn't uh, remove the fact that uh, people are just fed up. We've been living in this mess and this chaos and this corruption for years uh, since the civil war. And this clearly is not going to stop if we don't stop the country from functioning, actually, and showing them the whole, all, all, all the political uh, groups and all the politicians, be it deputies, ministers, ex-ministers, ex-deputies that know. It, this time, it's not, it's not going to happen the same way. And we are in control because it's our right as citizens to, to take control back and to actually uh, make ourselves be listened. Since you're hoping that this will be a moment for everyone to take notice, if you're looking back at this moment a year from now, what do you want people to remember from this day in our history? That there's no difference between uh, me and the person that is sitting right next to me right now. That you're not asking about where I come from, that you're not asking about my religion that you're not asking about my political parties because yes, this is not only civil society, but people from political groups are here with us. That for once the street was not for some people, but for everyone and everyone was welcome. No one asked for anything and we didn't go down in the street because of someone. This is not about Harire, this is not about Nabi Birre, this is about everyone. And that's why Killun Yani Killun is extremely important today what I would like people to remember the most as well is that people today decided to leave their political parties because they realized that no even if that political party is offering me a job because I'm a member or because I'm close to them or because I vote for them the job isn't going to do it this time and the money that they give me before election isn't going to do it and the casket and the anina tmai and all of that is just not going to work because we're fed up, it's خلاص, it, enough is enough. And I think that people are realizing that slowly. Um, and I think this is just one of the most beautiful things I've seen in, in Lebanon ever since, I, ever since I was a kid. So yeah. As I was finishing up my interview with Joel, Hamad approaches me. We don't know each other, but he was overhearing the conversation. And he tells me he has his own story that he'd like to share. So let's kick things off uh, formally. If you could please give me your name, age, and profession. All right. Uh, my name is Mohammed Hashim. I'm 28 years old, and I'm a UI/UX designer. Okay. So Mohammed, why are you here today? Well, I'm here first of all to ask for my right not to have to leave this country again, to find work and to have a livelihood. But at the same time, I'm also here because. We are not getting our rights. We don't have our rights in this country. I mean, when, you're get, when you grow old, you're basically left for luck or you have to go and beg someone to actually give you something. Uh, for example, I was also an architect before. And as an architect, just seeing the corruption in the municipalities in this country, it's uh, ridiculous. Uh, the way this country is working right now, that's even, I can't even say that. This country is not working. This country doesn't work. So this country does need to change from the beginning. And it's bad enough this country is ruled by the same people who gave themselves an amnesty law in 91 to absolve themselves of the crimes from the civil war. So there's a lot of questions to be asking. Is why are these people still up there? As you mentioned, this has been going on for a while. What made you come down now? Well, I've always come down whenever there's a protest that's not politically inclined in terms of uh, political parties. I didn't actually know about uh, the protests happening until late at night when it first started. 
Uh, but when I did see people come down with that much passion, I was like, no, this is my national duty. This is my civic duty to calm down and make my voice heard because right now my voice is not being heard. Since we're talking about voices being heard, it seems that with the cabinet resignation that someone did pay attention and did their first step. What do you think about that so far? I think they're trying to reinstate him, so I don't really think he's doing his job now, is he? I think it just seems like a game to sidestep what's happening. So if you do not trust that this was a good first step, what would you like to see next? Well, what I would like to say is probably unrealistic considering the people ruling the country, for one. But what I would like to see next is an early election going on. But before that, a new electoral law drafted. I want to say treating Lebanon as a single district with voting not based on your sect. But maybe that's not realistic for this country and what the politicians want. But that would be ideal. That way, everyone gets to be represented. When I went for the elections last time, I vote in the south, Qada' al-Zahrani. So what happened there is when I voted, I got a call within 15 minutes telling me, why did you vote for these people? And not in my case, why didn't you vote for Hezbollah or Amal? Within 10 minutes. And that's ridiculous. How do you know I voted for who? Not even at the end of the day? Not at the end of the day. Within 10 minutes, I got a call asking me, why did you vote for these people? Okay, so having said that, you'd like for a new law to be drafted. Do you think that new law would solve this problem that you faced? We need to restructure the voting system in this country because there's plenty of videos out there showing the exact kind of violations of law going on of counting the votes. Staying in the spirit of keeping people in check and the violations, I would like to ask you about your uh, news consumption. How do you consume news, especially with what's going on now, whether it's mainstream, uh, traditional media versus social media, WhatsApp? I like to have a mix of them. I mean, the problem with Lebanon is everything is highly politicized. I mean, even the channels are seemingly supporting the protests. Uh, I'll call out Al-Jadid here. They still have their own agenda. So you do have to read multiple sources and make up your mind from the information you're getting. I mean, I want to say social media, but at the same time, social media is filled with uh, lots of distractions or fake news. What was it? The other day, they were out saying the army wants to black out the uh, internet. You have to go through the research process in this country because you can't really trust anyone. Uh, moving on to the last question, and that is about the future. Let's say you're looking back at this a year from now. What do you think people will remember about this moment in our history or what do you want them to remember? Well, I want them to remember that starting 17 October, the Lebanese finally stood together as one people. I believe this is the first moment in our history where we created an actual Lebanese identity. I mean, before we could say, okay, Lebanon was created with Sykes Picot and all that, but now we've actually claimed our identity. We claimed our place in history and our place as an ethnicity, as a culture. Elia Haber, signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan.